occasion of Sri Radhastami. We will read one verse from Bhagavad Gita as it is, chapter 9, the most confidential knowledge, text 13. Om Namo 
भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया भगवते वासुदेवाया Daivim Prakritim Ashritaha Bhajanti Ananya Manaso Gyatva Bhutadim Avyayam Mahatmanas to Mampartha Daivim Prakriti Mashrita Bajantyananya Manaso Gyatva Bhutadim Avyayam Mahatmanas to Mampartha Daivim Prakriti Mashrita Vajantyananya Manaso Gyatva Bhutadim Avyayam Mahatmanas to Mampartha Daivim Prakriti Mashrita Ajantyananya Manaso Gyatva Bhutadim Avyayam Atmanas to Mampartha Daivim Prakriti Mashrita Ajantyananya Manaso Abhutadimagyayam Yeah, 
Vaishnavis Atmanastamam Partha Taivim Prakriti Mashita Vajantyananya Manaso Atvabhutarema Vyayam Atmarastamam Partha Taivim Prakriti Mashita Jantyananya Manaso Mahatmana, the great souls, to but, Mam, unto me, Partha, O son of Pritha. Diving, divine, prakritim, nature, ashitaha, having taken shelter of, ajanti, render service. Ananya Manasa, without deviation of the mind. Gyatva, knowing. Bhuta, of creation. Adim, the origin. Avyayam, inexhaustible. Translation. O son of Pritha, those who are not deluded, the great souls, are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Original and inexhaustible. Please repeat. O son of Pritha, those who are not deluded, the great souls are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged 
in devotional service. Because they know me. As the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Original and inexhaustible. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In this verse, the description of the Mahatma is clearly given. The first sign of the Mahatma is that he is already situated in the divine nature. He is not under the control of material nature. And how is this effected? That is explained in the seventh chapter. One who surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, at once becomes freed from the control of material nature. That is the qualification. One can become free from the control of material nature as soon as he surrenders his soul to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the preliminary formula. Being marginal potency, as soon as the living entity is freed from the control of material nature, he is put under the guidance of the spiritual nature. The guidance of the spiritual nature is called Daivi Prakriti divine nature. So when one is promoted in that way by surrendering to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one attains to the stage of great soul, Mahatma. The Mahatma does not divert his attention to anything outside Krishna, because he knows perfectly well that Krishna is the original Supreme Person, the cause of all causes. There is no doubt about it. Such a Mahatma, or great soul, develops through the association of other Mahatmas, pure devotees. Pure devotees are not even attracted by Krishna's other features, such as the four-armed Mahavishnu. They are simply attracted by the two-armed form of Krishna. They are not attracted to other features of Krishna, nor are they concerned with any form of a demigod or of a human being. They meditate only upon Krishna in Krishna consciousness. They are always engaged 
and the unswerving service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness. Translation again. O son of Pritha, those who are not deluded, the great souls, are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, original and inexhaustible. So this verse is very uh, significant and instructive for us. We are marginal potency, we living entities, which means that we can come under the control either of the spiritual nature or the material nature. Srila Prabhupada gives the example of the seashore that sometimes when the tide is high, that portion of the beach becomes part of the ocean. And sometimes when the tide is low, that part of the beach uh, is part of the beach. So sometimes we can be covered by the uh, material energy or sometimes we can be covered by the spiritual energy. In Bombay, uh, in 1966, uh, Mrs. Gopi Kumari Birla, the Birla family was the wealthiest in India. And in fact, Srila Prabhupada said no one could measure their wealth. Uh, so I was arranging a program for Srila Prabhupada to speak at her home, Birla House. And I gave her a list of topics to choose from, knowing that Srila Prabhupada could speak on any topic. So she scanned the list, and she chose the topic, how to be successful in life. And I thought... You know, the Birlas and their associates are already what we would consider to be most successful. But apparently, uh, they were not satisfied. They wanted to be more successful. But when I heard Srila Prabhupada's definition of success, I realized they they did need to become more successful in that sense. In his talk, Srila Prabhupada explained that uh, we are by nature controlled 
and that we can be controlled either by the material energy, which is personified as Durga, who rides on a lion and carries a, a trident, or trishul, and the, the three prongs of the trident are the threefold miseries of material existence. And as long as we are under the material nature, uh, we will be pierced by these miseries. In contrast to the material energy is the spiritual energy personified as Srimati Radharani. And success in life means to come out from the control of the material energy and come under the shelter of the spiritual energy, uh, Srimati Radharani. And according to this verse in the Bhagavad Gita, one who does come under the shelter of Shimati Radharani, diving Prakriti Mashritaha, uh, is a Mahatma or great soul. In Bombay, uh, Srila Prabhupada was giving a series of talks uh, at um, at a, a gentleman's home where we were staying. And uh, initially Srila Prabhupada was just speaking to his disciples and he was speaking about the nectar of devotion. But whenever someone from outside came, Srila Prabhupada would change the level of discourse from the nectar of devotion to the Bhagavad Gita. So one, one evening, a very respectable gentleman who was a, a, a leading member of the Vishwa Hindu Parishad, uh, found his way into the uh, talk. And he asked Srila Prabhupada that India is a land of Mahatmas. Traditionally, it has been a land of Mahatmas, and even now it is. But how is it that in spite of the presence of so many Mahatmas, India has so many problems. And Srila Prabhupada replied, the, the difficulty is that you do not know who is a Mahatma and who is not. And that's why there are so many problems. But here, uh, the, the definition is given. Uh, 
I first came to Krishna consciousness in Boston. And in the Boston temple, we would go out every day on Harinam Sankirtan and distribute books. Or magazines, more magazines actually, back to Godheads. Uh, generally, uh, uh, at the Boston Commons. So I didn't uh, like to stray far from the Harinam party, but one day I did have to um, go about a block away, and as I was walking down the street, a a man like... uh, just a regular American man, uh, definitely older than I was. He goes like this, Mahatma, Mahatma, Mahatma. It was a joke. He was making a joke. But it struck me, you know. He <laughs> heard Mahatma, of course, Everyone knows Mahatma Gandhi, and um, as Srila Prabhupada would say, one cannot become a Mahatma by being stamped with a rubber stamp Mahatma, but he actually has to have these qualifications. So, one becomes a Mahatma, and that is our goal. Of course, uh, you already are, but one becomes a Mahatma by association with other Mahatmas. And that that is how um, Krishna consciousness works, and that's how Disciplic succession works. We become Mahatmas by associating with our seniors. They became Mahatmas by associating with theirs, and so on. Now here it is mentioned, Bajantya Ananya Manasa, without deviation of the mind. Now, as we know from the Bhagavad Gita and from personal experience, the mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy. When the mind is engaged in Krishna consciousness, it's our best friend. And when it strays into maya, uh, it becomes our worst enemy. So, by constitution, it's not a friend or an enemy. In fact, no one is. But by behavior, one acts as a friend or an enemy. So the mind has to be controlled And the main 
well, yeah, controlled means engaged in in Krishna consciousness. And there are various processes, uh, nine, Navavidhi Bhakti, uh, beginning with Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Those are the uh, primary three. Uh, hearing about Krishna, uh, chanting about Krishna, and remembering Krishna. So, Ananya Manasa, we don't want the mind to wander into any other field besides Krishna consciousness. Uh, but in the purport, Srila Prabhupada says that pure devotees don't want their mind to be deviated to any other form of Krishna besides his original two-handed feature. And this was uh, demonstrated uh, by Srimati Radharani and the gopis. Uh, they were having their uh, rasa dance at Govardhan uh, during the springtime. And Krishna, as part of his uh, lila or pastimes, he disappeared from the arena of the rasa dance. And he went ahead and hid in the bushes. So, of course, uh, Shimaji Radharani and the gopis uh, went to search for him. This is also a, a very important and integral dynamic in Krishna consciousness, and that is meeting and separation. Uh, both are required to ex- experience rasa or a taste in devotional service. We might think, oh, we don't want separation, we only want meeting. But without separation, meeting is not so uh, relishable. So Krishna uh, escaped from the rasa dance to create that uh, mood of separation, and he hid in the bushes. And the gopis were coming uh, towards him. It's described like a, a like a phalanx of soldiers marching, you know, determined to find Krishna. So as they were approaching the bush in which he was hiding, he realized that they would uh, they would find him. So he stood up and uh, assumed a four-handed form of 
Lord Narayan. So from a distance, he looked like Krishna. And the gopis became very uh, excited. Oh, there he is. But when they got close, they saw, oh, this is not Krishna, this is Lord Narayan. And they uh, basically had no uh, interest in him. They just uh, folded their hands and said namaskar. And they said, we're looking for Krishna. Can you tell us where Krishna is? And that, you know, Lord Narayan just remained silent. Then Srimati Radharani came. Same thing. Saw him from a distance. Thought, oh, it might be Krishna. Came closer, so was Lord Narayan. And asked, Lord Narayan, I'm looking for Krishna. Can you tell me where Krishna is? But Srimati Radharani's love was so powerful that Krishna could not maintain his extra two arms <laughs> and he dropped them and uh, you know assumed his original form of Krishna and was reunited with uh, his most beloved Srimati Radharani. So, um, it is by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada that many of us have even heard of Radharani or even Krishna. I certainly hadn't. And um, as we know, he met his spiritual master in Calcutta. And uh, at the first meeting, his spiritual master instructed him to preach the message of Lord Chaitanya in uh, the English language uh, to the Western world. And at the advanced age of 69, he departed India and actually arrived in America, in New York, at the age of 70. And, um, you know, out of love for and obedience to his spiritual master and love for and compassion towards uh all living entities, Srila Prabhupada began his mission. And that is also, uh, you know, the, the mercy of Srimati Radharani. And, uh, of course, Srila uh, Prabhupada was a Mahatma under her divine protection. Um, but she's also very uh, compassionate. Uh, in the Nectar of Devotion, Srila Prabhupada writes that uh, because Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it's hard to approach him. But his uh, compassionate nature 
because, you know, Krishna has 64 qualities, and one is compassionate. But his compassionate nature is represented by uh, Srimati Radharani. Srila Prabhupada says that devotees take advantage of his compassionate nature represented by Srimati Radharani to approach her, approach him through her. Of course, in a, a general sense, and this is how we would preach to a general audience, uh, that is that, you know, through the mercy of Srimati Radharani, we can approach uh, Krishna. But Gaudiya Vaishnavas, this is a little esoteric, are actually more interested in Radharani than they are in Krishna. And Srila uh, Prabhupada's spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, said, that one who is a worshiper of Vishnu is called a Vaishnavite. One who is a worshiper of Krishna is called a Krishnite. And one who is a worshiper of Srimati Radharani is called a Gaudiya. And we are known as Gaudiyas, which means that ultimately our goal of worship is uh, Srimati Radharani. Um, uh, there's a well-known verse spoken by Lord Shiva, a very important verse uh, to Parvati. Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param. Uh, Aradhananam, among all kinds of worship, Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param. Uh, the, the, the highest is the worship of Vishnu. Tasmat uh, Paratara Devi, he says, uh, but even higher than the worship of Vishnu, Tadiyanam Samarchanam, is the worship of those related to Vishnu, uh, which generally means uh, the devotees of, of Vishnu or Krishna. And because Srimati Radharani is the highest uh, worshiper of Krishna, so her worship is is the highest, even even higher than the worship of Krishna himself. So these uh, you know wonderful, beautiful, divine truths have been uh, disclosed to us by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada and the Parampara. And so, yeah, yeah, on this occasion, we pray to him and to uh, 
Srimati Radharani herself to accept us in their service and uh, help us fulfill the definition of Mahatma given here under their uh, divine protection. Hare Krishna. So are there any questions or comments? Yes, Rasaraj. Um, it, it, it seems, uh, I mean, do the Mahatmas, are they Mahatmas because they take shelter or because they take shelter they're Mahatmas? It is. Um, it seems to be a... Sounds like you said the same thing twice. I said, if do Mahatmas take shelter of the divine energy? Oh, I see. Or after taking shelter, they become... I mean, we are expected to do service so that we can... Um, properly take shelter of Srimati Radharani. But I know for a fact that I'm struggling um, to try to take shelter of... I'm, I'm still very much under the control of material nature, and I can see that. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and trying to take shelter, it almost seems here in this verse that it is only the Mahatmas who can take shelter of the divine energy. And uh, you mentioned the other verse in the in the seventh chapter where unless I take shelter of Krishna, I won't be freed from material nature. So it seems to be a difficult issue where um, when I'm in control of material nature, I cannot take shelter of the divine energy or Krishna. And this forced by my past. Um, so uh, how, do, how, does one rec- how, how does one get beyond this chicken and egg kind of situation? Krishna has given us minute independence and we can use our independence either to you know, surrender to Krishna or surrender to Maya. I mean, it's true we have our conditioning and we have our karma, but anyavilasita sunyam jnana karmadi anavritam, pure devotional service is not covered by karma or jnana. So it doesn't matter what our karma was, we can still uh, surrender to Krishna. And, uh, but in that process, the association of devotees is most important. The association of Mahatmas. In fact, Srila Prabhupada said, Krishna consciousness is 90% association. 
But if we do associate with with devotees, mahatmas, and, and have the desire to serve Krishna, to surrender to Krishna and serve Krishna, then um, gradually through different stages of development, one can uh, come to the uh, perfectional stage. So a do-shraddha, first you have to have some preliminary faith. Tata sadhu sangha, then you associate with devotees. Tata bhajana kriya, then you engage in the practice of bhakti yoga. And Srila Prabhupada says at that stage of bhajana kriya, one uh, accepts initiation from a spiritual master to make further progress. Then anartha nivritti, the unwanted things in the heart, unwanted desires, unwanted patterns of behavior are vanquished. So that that can be a, a, a troublesome area, and that can take can take some time, Dhanarthanavritti. But then after that comes Nishta. Then one is one is steady. One is firmly fixed. One isn't uh, distracted uh, by Maya. Then Ruchi taste. Asakti, attachment, um, and then bhava, ecstasy, and, and prema. So it is, it's, it's a gradual process. And, um, as Rupa Goswami explains in the Nectar of Instruction, Uvadeshamita, Utsaha nischayat dariyat. <coughs> Utsaha means enthusiasm. Uh, we must be enthusiastic. <coughs> dariyat, but at the same time we have to be patient. Both are required. Srila Prabhupada says if one is enthusiastic, but yeah, enthusiasm without patience can lead to the desire to control. And patience without enthusiasm can lead to lethargy. So we need both of those. And, yeah, and confidence of success in the end. And, uh, you know, Srila Prabhupada explains in the purport that, that Krishna consciousness is so pure and perfect that having once begun, one will be dragged uh, to ultimate success. Yes. Hare Krishna, Tandavat Pranam Maharaj. My question is this. We have the Bhagavad Gita 
if we want to hear what Krishna's words are in his message, what body of scripture should we look to to learn how to take shelter of Srimati Radharani? Well, the Bhagavad Gita explains, like this verse, um, yeah, I mean, if you surrender to Krishna, the whole Bhagavad Gita teaches us ultimately to surrender to Krishna. So if we surrender to Krishna, then we're automatically coming out from the control of the material energy and coming under the control of the spiritual energy. Um, Yeah. Mishra Bhagavan, did you have a question? I read in Chaitanya Charitamrita that originally God was one. And then he became two as Radha and Krishna to enjoy unlimited transcendental pastimes. Radha and Krishna exist simultaneously, but still we can say that Krishna is the cause of Shimati Radharani, or that his his desire to expand his pleasure resulted in her uh, coming into existence. Sort of a subtle point, but that's that's what it is. Yes, Gopal. Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Thank you for the sweet class. I was just wondering the connection between complete faith and complete surrender, if they're interchangeable or one is dependent on the other, or do you develop complete faith after the progression of surrender? Or does it take complete faith to come to complete surrender? Well, the um, I mentioned these different stages, Adoshradha, Tathasadhu, Sangha. So it begins with faith, Adoshradha. But all of the subsequent stages up to Bhava and Prema are actually just further developments of faith. They're not different from faith. But they're just, yeah, further developments of faith. And Srila Prabhupada said that um, <clears throat> that one can be a pure devotee even from the uh, beginning stage. You know, if if, if you engage in devotional service without any ulterior motive, you can be considered a pure devotee even though you're at an immature stage. And Srila Prabhupada gave the example of a of an unripe mango and a ripe mango. They're both mangoes. But the ripe mango is juicier and sweeter. So we can be 
pure devotees even from a beginning stage. But as our devotion matures, then it becomes sweeter and juicier, more nectarine. Then if, if, a, if the devotee is a uh, pure devotee from a, beginning, from a beginning stage, would that constitute having complete faith? I'm, I'm just, you know, I think of, uh, you know, we recite the offenses to the holy name and not having complete faith in the chain of the holy name. And what, you know, do you have to reach? Can that, can you, can you say that a devotee has complete faith throughout the... No, no. Adoshrada has preliminary faith from the beginning. And then as he progresses, the faith uh, becomes stronger. And then, you know, in the final stage of prema, then, then his faith is complete. And then his surrender is complete. And up until then, it, you, could, you could say it's like different... Um, Degrees of surrender. Of course, in a way, we surrender in the beginning. Um, but that surrender is, um, it's like we, we, we decide with our intelligence to surrender. But sometimes, you know, our mind and senses go here and there. But we've surrendered. We've decided, I'm going to surrender to Krishna. I'm going to give this life to Krishna. Uh, But still, uh, our minds can wander and our senses can wander. But when we come to the later stages, then there's no wandering. In fact, there's a very interesting uh, description of the stage of Ruchi. Uh, The nice little book called Madhurya Kadambini by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in which he elaborates on these different stages. And he says, before the stage of Ruchi, will be chanting and suddenly we'll notice that our mind is going somewhere else. We don't even know how it got there. We suddenly notice, oh, my mind is going somewhere else. But in the stage of Ruchi, your mind automatically comes back to Krishna. You don't even know how it got back. But all of a sudden it's back to Krishna. So that's a good position. <laughs> yes, Rasaraj. <clears throat> Sorry to... Paracha. The energy of Krishna, um, we talk about the material energy and the spiritual energy. And, and I'd like some clarification on my understanding. It seems that 
the material energy is almost like a reflection of the of the of the spiritual energy of the daivi prakriti um, and that it is our perception of that energy that um, causes us to uh, causes forgetfulness of 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 our constitutional nature in krishna so it almost seems that durga is subordinate to radharani and uh, i'd like some clarification on that if i'm correct or are they two separate entities like that well it's true uh you know on 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 the side of energy or shakti uh shimati radharani is the first and all the other shaktis are expansions from her and um yeah so yeah so ultimately the material energy is an expansion of the spiritual energy uh which has the function of uh of making us forgetful of krishna yeah maya is prophet as maya is also a servant of krishna but she has the thankless task of uh, keeping living entities in forgetfulness of krishna all right any other questions or comments hi kishmaraj welcome to dallas um i had a question you're speaking about the mind and the purport was as well um we hear the story of the devotee who's engaged in service i think it was tamankrishna maharaj or maybe surabhi prabhu in vrindavan and he was unable to concentrate his mind on krishna's name because of so much service and the response that shri prabhupad gave was that do you think that arjuna was um thinking about krishna on the battlefield or was he actually you know working and his mind was engaged in taking care of his duty on the battlefield so i sometimes i find that i use that as an excuse because all of the cuz my mind goes to like continuous thinking about all the different services i have to do and i was wondering what your comment is on that or what your instruction is regarding that well in a way on the absolute platform krishna's service and krishna are the same so thinking of krishna's service is also thinking of krishna but we can think of krishna's service and krishna directly and there are two beautiful verses towards the end of the bhagavad gita and in one of them krishna says you know in in all activities and for their result just depend on me and be fully conscious of me so um we should be conscious that we're doing the service for krishna i mean we should be 
conscious of the service we're doing, but also conscious that we're doing it for Krishna. Um, Of course, it is there in the back of your mind, for sure. But um, it could also be more in the forefront of your mind. And, um, but when I, when you've it, it introduced your uh, question <clears throat> by quoting Srila Prabhupada, um, I thought of something else that Srila Prabhupada said that might be somewhat related. And that was in, um, Gorakhpur when we were with Srila Prabhupada. And uh, Tamal Krishna Goswami asked him that, um, you know, I'm, I'm so abs- absorbed in service to you. What if, you know, uh, what if death comes and I'm just um, absorbed in, in service to you? And Srila Prabhupada said, you know, don't worry. Lord Chaitanya will come and forcibly enter your consciousness. But he will. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll... Um, the next next is a 10, right? What's a 10? I, I have it. I have it. All right. 8 a.m. Radhastami class. 10 a.m. Abhishek. 10.45 Radhastami class again. And noon Pushpa Abhishek. And 1 o'clock feast. You stand by what you wrote me, right? (laughs) Okay, so there we have it. We have a a half hour until the Abhishek. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna, Srimati Radharani Ki Jai, Sri Radhastami Mahamahotsav Ki Jai.